It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of those is powered by the On My Feet Network and brought to you by the Up On Game Network. Be sure to download the On My Feet app on all iOS and Android devices, and be sure to follow the Up On Game Network on Twitter and Instagram at UpOnGameNetwork. Network. Enjoy the show. Welcome to One of Those, the show that explores the art of sneaker culture. I'm your host, Adam Butler, back with another episode. Thank you so very much for being here. And like always, I got a dope show lined up for you guys this week, man. Listen, you know, I like to talk to dope women in the game, man. I really appreciate women that are involved in sneaker culture, man. It's just something cool about that story. And I've got a super cool person with an extremely cool story today. My girl, Jalissa Nicole is in the building. She is the host of Sneaker Hunting on Soul Collector, man. Big time. Look, we got big time guests on here now, man. She has a very interesting story, not just about And I don't want to just like marginalize it. Like it's not just about being a woman in the game, but it's also about how her love of sneakers truly, honestly, y'all, how her love of sneakers just built a career for her and how she never quit. This is somebody I've been following for a while on Twitter. I'm so excited to have her on the show and have her tell her story because I've really admired it from afar. I mean, she may not believe me, but it's the truth, man. It's It's a super cool story. And I just love hearing about people that truly love sneakers, right, and truly have a passion for the culture, getting wins, man. It just makes me happy. It warms my heart. So listen, I'm not going to waste a lot of time. We're going to jump right into it this week because she and I talked for a good little minute. Without further ado, the one and only Julissa Nicole. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Listen, I've been... I've actually been following you on Twitter for a little while now. Um, I think I found you in one of the sneaker spaces and just following people and, and people and then realize I'm like, oh, she's pretty dope. She's pretty cool. And then you you posted something recently where you kind of talked about just your journey 
where you where you started and where you are now. And it's so dope. We're going to get into all of that. I gave people a good intro to you before we you know, <laughs> started. In, but I just want to talk about you and just let's just go back to the beginning. Like, when did you fall in love with sneakers and sneaker culture? I fell in love with sneakers and it's funny saying it now because I realize how long it's been, but I fell in love with sneakers in 96 when the taxi 12 dropped, like there's baby pictures of me that, and I can recall I'm 29 now. Mm -hmm. I can recall back then wearing those shoes until they were too small, Mm -hmm. like a little kid and just not saying that they were too small, you know, but for whatever reason, that was my favorite shoe. Like I remember being at the store with my uncle, seeing it on the shelf and being like, I want that. That's, yeah. that's the shoe that I want. And they bought it for me just as like, okay. Cause I was spoiled. I was the first daughter, <laughs> the first granddaughter, the first great granddaughter. So, you know, I got everything I wanted yeah. and I was like five, six or something like that. So it was nothing for them to be like, okay, yeah, you can have it. And then they taught me who Jordan was. They taught me about my mom is a basketball player. My whole family is basketball players. So I already knew what the deal was basketball wise, but it was mm-hmm. like, no, if you want the shoe, this is who you're getting the shoe after. And after mm-hmm. that, it was just Jordan's Jordan's Jordan. There's pictures of my little sister. She has on a pair of K-Swiss. My mom has on a pair of Skechers. I have on the black toe 14s. Oh, yeah. You were fresh from the beginning. I love it. I love right. it. And the whole family is just like, this is a ridiculous picture. And I'm like, I mean, it's normal. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been a I've been a sneakerhead since I was like four or five years old. Yeah, I love it, man. You were you were born, you know, I'm 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 a good 10 years older than you. And I remember, you know, um, that that era and like Nike basketball was so hot at that time. Jordans were so hot at that time. But you mentioned that you're, you you come from a family of hoopers. Um, so just talk to me, get a little bit more into like the influence of sports and basketball on your personal style and the sneakers that you that you like to rock. Yeah, my mom was a basketball player. Like I said, she played all throughout high school. She started to play in college when the WNBA started to be a thing. She was looked at. Um, she unfortunately didn't go because she has bad scoliosis and she had to get surgery very young. My mom had me when she was 16. So like I was at the high school basketball games and the early college basketball games. And then she had surgery. She had a kid. So, you know, that kind of died down as far as professionally, but my mom was at the park tearing people up. She, her and my dad used to lace up together and go. And so it was like a family thing. Like my mom had on whatever her hoop shoes were. My dad had on whatever his were. And because I was a baby or a little kid, it was like, and you got to think these are young adults slash teenagers. Like she can't hoop, but she going to sit on top of this. I had a black basketball. She going to sit on top of this black basketball. The fits were always, my mom had me in boy clothes a lot. So like, yeah baggy pants or baggy shorts a baggy t-shirt and jordans with some barrettes or like a little <laughs> boat or something so yeah my my style has always been about being comfortable and things being a little bit looser and then as i got older and kind of fit into my femininity it was like okay like i can wear baggy pants but with a crop top but still wear my jordans and kind of find the middle ground so the sports aspect was there i just i want to say i took a girly route but it's not mm. The, the normal girly route. So a lot of people expect me to have played basketball myself. And yeah. I, I kind of sort of play. I have an amazing three-point shot. And I'll get in. Oh, word. 
Oh yeah, I'm good. I, I, you know, I know my, I know my lane. I know what corner to go to, and I know how to shoot in that corner, and I'm perfect. So you got a little, you got a, a Ray Allen kind of game, you know, the, the older Ray yeah. Allen game. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. other than that, though. Kyle you know, Culver. Ask me to post up and do a play. I'm gonna be like, what does that mean? Like, where do we? And and people don't expect that because I'm such a tomboy. But like, I was a cheerleader. Yeah. I, I did dance. I did ballet and stuff like that. Like. I remember asking my mom to teach me basketball. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want, I want to do what you did. I want to play. And we were in the front yard and she taught me a layup. And I did what I'm going to call the most beautiful layup you've ever seen. And she was <laughs> like, are we hooping or are you a ballerina? And I said, okay, you're not going to yell at me. You're going to take your basketball and I'm going to go in the house. Yeah. So I wore my Jordans to dance practice and stuff. So the the basketball air that I give off because I've had mm-hmm. people in the airport ask like are you a hooper and I'm like no mm-hmm. it's all a facade it's just <laughs> that's just what I know but I'm yeah. I'm actually a dancer girly yeah. you know, glitter on the inside so you know that's interesting you bring up we had uh I had TJ on here um um a couple of episodes ago uh, shouts to TJ talks with TJ she's real cool and we talked about just like women in sneakers you know and and you mentioned a couple of things right like for a long time it was oh you're a tomboy you wear sneakers or if we did make a you know a women's silhouette it was the most girly thing you could the pink jordan with yeah. glitter on it and all that stuff and all that you know that stuff is cool for whoever wants it but do you feel like now that there's like a there's starting to become a good balance of women's silhouettes women's colorways and just attention to what women would want and women being in the room when it comes to designs for sneakers these days. Absolutely. I think you can definitely see the shift. And I mean, I've been a sneakerhead since sneakerhead culture started. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what I'm going to say, because Jordan started sneakerhead culture, yeah. in my opinion. So I've been a sneakerhead from the beginning. And we had to do things like take a silhouette or take a colorway and make it for us. Mm-hmm. Like the Taxi 12 is one of the shoes that can be for anybody because you have the tuxedo look with the men, but then women also can wear mm-hmm. the white and black and it's a simple shoe. Or you have the Jordan two that a lot of people don't know that the silhouette was made more so for the women's foot, which is why most men hate it because it's yeah. narrow, but tinkering them was kind of like, Oh, you know, let's, let's put a little mix on that. Same with the three. And so I think now we're getting outside of like the, Hey, we thought about women. So we gave you guys this one point to where mm. it's like, thought out thing like aside from collabs the seafoam one that came out this year is a beautiful shoe for women it's a perfect colorway we wear that year round it's a perfect accent color they gave the burnt orange on the laces like it speaks to femininity in a way that you don't expect it doesn't slap you in the face and be like this is for girls but it's Mm -hmm. also like that's a little it's a little womanly and then you go up to the collabs that have more thought out things like the way that a did that fortune 14 this year yeah is amazing the jade jade every girl or woman has had some type of jade jewelry or jade Mm -hmm. something that they've gotten from a woman from before them so that Mm -hmm. speaks to the storyline of being a woman Mm -hmm. plus the gold accents and the it's just like it's more thought out now we still Mm -hmm. got some ways to go because there's still some times where i'm like now what the what are we doing yeah but i can definitely appreciate the difference between 10 years ago and now 20 years now yeah yeah you know and and there's been women specific releases but 
they come out of full size runs, right? The Monier threes, the Monier ones, you know, you, you mentioned the 14s and guys buy them up, right? Resellers buy them up. Does that, does that bother you when there's something made for the ladies and the dudes scoop them up and, you know, we do whatever we do with them, we resell them, whatever. It, it bothers me. And so people see me talk about this on Twitter mm-hmm. and they come for my neck, but it's because they don't understand why it bothers me. Like I wear a size seven and a half in women's, a mm-hmm. six in boys, five and a half in men, you know, give mm-hmm. or take. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I know that there's not too many 30, 40 year old men that wear a size right. six men's. Like, yeah. I know that you're not buying my size to wear it. My issue mm-hmm. comes in at five and a half is a popular size in men's because mm-hmm. men's five and a half is rare. Right. Six is a popular size in grade school because that's what a lot of people wear. The seven slash seven and a half in women. So what happens is they're not necessarily buying it to fit themselves, but mm-hmm. they're buying six and seven pairs to say, oh, okay, yeah, if you want this, you got to give me an extra hundred dollars. And mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, you couldn't do this on a general release. You can do this on something that wasn't women specific or when it's a women's drop and we're talking about it, like, Oh, this was fired because of this and that. And they're like, well, I don't like it. Cause it's women. Like, okay, well, I wasn't talking to you. It, yeah. it wasn't made for you. So you don't have to like it. And that's, right. that's my issue. Like not to say nobody cares, but nobody cares. If it's women's stuff, leave it to us. Yeah. This show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I get... I'm conflicted, right? Because on one hand, capitalism is what it is and resellers. And I don't want to be that guy. Oh, I hate resell. I hate being that dude, right? I bought sneakers resell. I've resold sneakers. Obviously, you know, most people have. But I am very much into the art pieces of sneakers. And when something is made for someone, right? I feel like those people should get their hands on that, right? I feel like yeah. women should get their hands on sneaks that were created for women because that's what the artist behind the sneaker intended, right? And so it does upset me when I see, like, I felt, you know, when I got my my, my money of threes, I was a little, you know, I was a little iffy about it. And I got them late because I wanted to make sure that the ladies I knew in my life that were that are into sneakers got their hands on it if they wanted to. I didn't want to be the dude walking around with these things in a big old size 12, right? And it just, it just, I just felt a certain way about it. I'm not sure, like you said, if it means anything in the long run, like if it's the most important stance I could take in life, it's obviously not. But I just feel that way when it comes to the artistry behind sneakers like that sneak is intended for someone other than me it's not always about me you know what I'm saying right and I have a lot of men in my mentions and I have to point out that it's men because women understand what we're saying when we say it because we felt it but I've had men that are like okay well then can these grown women leave the kid sizes alone for my kid and it's Mm. like that's not the point or they're like you know, this shoe was made for men, then why do women want it? And it's like, again, that's not the point because I shouldn't have had to wait mm-hmm. till 2020, 2021 to get some drops that are for women. Like yeah. you guys have had these shoes for years. You guys have had these options. And to this day, I still get sized out of shoes that I want because mm-hmm. it's a men's shoe and they don't take it down to the men's three and a half all the time. A lot of these men's drops stop at a men's size seven. And a lot of the time you can't even get the men's size seven from anywhere other than Nike. Yeah. Whereas a women's drop, they'll say, okay, well, it's not a full size run. It's not extended sizes. That's fine. You wear a size 14 in men's. You shouldn't even want this shoe anyway. Like it's yeah. <laughs> not made for you, but right. for the men that are adjacent to the women that wear like a size nine or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, you're not thinking about the fact that we can't do that to y'all. We mm-hmm. can, there's no physical possible way for us to completely cut men out of these drops unless they right. put a high heel on it. And everybody knows we don't want high heel Jordans. I'd be saying it on Twitter, but like, <laughs> I, we don't want the high heel Nikes and Jordans. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. You want that Mariah Carey 2002 look <laughs> with the, with the right, jersey dress. For, right. for Mariah and she did it and we're going to yeah. keep it there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand completely. And I, and I agree with you. It's again, it's, I don't know what we do about it. It's like, I don't know what we do about right. like crazy resale and things like that, but you know, I, I, I feel you. So let's talk about you, right? Okay. Let's talk about where you are now. You're doing some extremely dope things. Let's talk about soul collector. Let's talk about the show on there. Tell the people about it, how you got that gig. Just jump into it. Yeah. So Soul Collector has about six shows, I think, right now. But Mm -hmm. we're all on the caffeine app. Um, They decided to push out a bunch of sneaker content, like 
sneakers need to be really it needs to be on TV, but that's the conversation for later on. Right, We're working right, on. right. Right. Trying to get there, but um, caffeine is historically what does the battle rap, uh, mm-hmm. and they wanted more content outside of battle rap, so they hit up Soul Collector, and Soul Collector asked for people. Um, and initially, someone at Soul Collector put out a tweet and was just like, "Hey, we need a sneaker cleaner. Like, mm-hmm. does anybody know one that lives in New York?" Mm-hmm. And I'm in Dallas, so I didn't respond mm-hmm. to it. I saw it, I liked it, and I kept it pushing, you know. Right. Right. And a bunch of people were tagging me. They're like, no, nah, y'all need to get with her. Y'all need to do it. And so he DMs me and he's like, hey, I heard you're a sneaker cleaner. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But I live in Dallas. Like, if you can mail me your shoes, I got you. Or if yeah. you I got you. Otherwise, you know, whatever. And he was like, oh, OK, well, we're actually trying to do a show and we are looking for somebody in New York to do the show. So, mm-hmm. you know, sorry about that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like, when you need the South, I'll be here. I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, um. A month later, Soul Collector put out a tweet and was just like, hey, we need fresh faces. We've got some new stuff coming up. If that's you, go ahead and apply. Mm -hmm. And so I applied randomly early that morning. And like halfway through the application, I lost the motivation to finish the application. Mm -hmm. I was just like, bro, these are too many questions. Like this is it's too much. There's too many people that are going to apply. I'm not in New York. Like, you know, I'm telling myself all the reasons why, like, this ain't going to get done. And so I locked my phone and I think maybe an hour later I opened it again and I was like, I'm not doing anything different than I was an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Let me just finish it. And so typed in, you know, whatever. There were questions like, what's your favorite shoe and why? And as we can see, I'm long winded. So even typing, I was like, eh, let me stop myself. <laughs> But I put in the application and I didn't hear anything. Um, And I retweeted it, of course, and was just like, because I'm big on like making sure that everybody eats, everybody gets a piece of the pie. So like, just because I saw that tweet, I need to make sure all my partners that's in sneakers, all of my friends that want to be, you know, Mm -hmm. anybody that deserves a chance needs to see this and they need to apply. And I think I texted to a few people like, hey, wake up, send in this, make sure you get this in as soon as possible or whatever. Um, and three of my friends heard back and, and they were like, yo, we got this video. We got to do da 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 da. I didn't hear a thing. Mm. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Congratulations. But I'm at home low key teared up. Like, you know, should have kept that tweet to myself, you know, kind of just feeling a type of way. Um, and so one of my friends, <clears throat> when she told me about it, she sent me a screenshot of the email. And I noticed that in the, um, the signature of the email, the person's name had also recently followed me on Instagram. But the way the page looked, I was like, bro, like, this is a scam page. Like, I'm not following this person back. <laughs> and so I go back to double check and I was like, hmm, like, this might be a real thing. And right. so, you know, gave them a follow and I kind of just left it alone. And maybe by the, it was end of business day that day. It was like 4.30 mm-hmm. my time. So it was like 5.30 out there. And I got an email that was just like, hey, by first thing in the morning, can you send us an audition video of this, this, and this? And I was like, oh, snap. I'm not going to have time to finish the video. You know, right. basically I kept counting myself out a bunch of different times. Like, mm-hmm. no, nah, you're not going to be able to do it because this. You're not going to be able to do it because that. Got the right. video in 24 hours after they asked and mm-hmm. sent a bunch of apologies in my email because... <laughs> there were just so many things the internet wasn't working the phone you know whatever um and again a couple of my friends heard back and i didn't hear anything Mm -hmm. and then at the last minute phone calls came in contracts came in discussions came in and they were like hey 
we've got a couple of new shows. We want mm-hmm. you for this or that. Which one do you like? And I was like, you know, I like, but like, I don't, I don't know. I like both of them, whichever fits. And eventually I got out of like that shy bag and was yeah. like, this is my personality. This is who I am. This is what right. I want to do, right. whichever works for you guys. And again, it was still heavily towards sneaker customizing and mm-hmm. uh, the beaters to heater show where they clean and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And at the last minute they called me and they were like, actually we want you to do sneaker hunting and i was just like okay like whatever it's a, at this point y'all paying me it's a yep. show sneakers, i'm gonna do it like you know yep. y'all could have said go dig a hole and put some sneakers in it i'd have did it let's go like, not for real but you know <laughs> um and yeah so that's that's pretty much how that started and it's so much fun because i'm i do my cleaning and restorations but like in i don't want to say in real life because they're both real life but right right I aspired to be a creative director and a stylist. And so that's what my main goal is in working towards. And I spent a lot of time in the mall. I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time online shopping and all that stuff. So it's literally what I do anyway to get my own shoes, mm-hmm. but I'm paying for it and I have a audience and it, it's more fun. Um, yeah. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
it's a dope dope show i got to catch a couple of episodes of it i'm i'm and it's interesting because i you know before sneaker content was just you know oh what's the hottest drop of the week and that's cool a lot of people do that there's stuff on soul collector that's like that there's stuff right. on complex that's like that and that's great i'm not i love all of it right but i like seeing getting into i like the idea of getting into like the the nitty gritty of what it is to be a sneakerhead. Like we all grow, go through that. Like we were literally going through that this week with the patent letters and the, right. you know, stuff like that. Like, yo, I'm on a hunt to get this sneaker. How do I get it? Where do I get it? I'm really trying to get this, this sneak. So I think it's a really cool concept and you're really good at it. You mentioned earlier that you're long winded. Don't say that. You're just a great host. You're a great host. And that's why I wanted to have you on because, you know, personalities like that and people that, that are real, that really not, you know, again, I'm not going to, well, people that are really sneakerheads and people that are really into the, to the culture. Right. And, um, have been through it, lived through it, really want to, you know, really wear the stuff that they get so on and so on. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's you. And that's why I think it's a dope opportunity for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm just happy for you. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. It's definitely cool. I like that I get to interact with people and that I'm not just like, shopping by myself because I haven't <clears throat> like in one of my episodes I bought shoes off eBay mm-hmm. I haven't bought shoes off eBay in like five years or so yeah. so the way that shopping on eBay is is completely different but the mm-hmm. audience is there to like they're telling me what to negotiate what yeah. to offer and how to talk you know so it's not just me like yeah. it's my sneakerhead knowledge but I also get to lean on people within the community to be yeah. like yo like what y'all think what size like we got this ongoing thing where I always open up flight club first and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, you got money. And I'm like, the last episode, I think I got to show them like flight club was the cheapest option over stock X yep. over go over eBay. Like y'all been sitting out on flight club because you think all this other stuff and my shoes were here in three days. Yes. You know? I love, listen, they ain't paying me, but I love fight club like that. I, I really do. I get my stuff very quickly from them. It's not a two, three week wait. I don't get the whole, all oh, the seller decided not to sell anymore. The, None of that. The prices are decent. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree 100 yeah. percent. And so it's stuff like that that like when I say it on Twitter, though, I got to mm-hmm. fight through the trenches of my mentions of like yeah. explaining six times why to go to Flight Club. Whereas now I could just be like, watch the show. Watch yeah. the show and I'll prove to you why you need to go to Flight Club and then you know, um, stuff like that. So into the new year, we're going to have more options for me to find sneakers for other people. Cause I don't want people to just watch me shop for myself. I feel like at some point that gets a little narcissistic, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) but we're going to open it up to where somehow, some way I'm going to make sure like the audience gets blessed a time or two. Like I'm gonna have a ladies night where I Mm -hmm. randomly pick a woman and give them, find them the shoe that they want and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So you know, a lot of me, but a lot of also making sure that the community and the culture is still a moving thing versus it just being like, oh, I'm Jerlisa, I'm great. Let me get to the top and everybody prays like, nah, bro, we, yeah. we're collective. Yep. It's a, the key word is community. And that's the dopest thing about sneaker culture, because that's how it is in real life. A lot of times you're calling your folks and like, yo, where'd you find these? Tell me, can you hit me the way to get these? Right. You're putting a good word for you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Before I let you go. And again, thank you for doing this. It's just, you're so cool. Um, let's talk about sneaker restoration and, and, and how you got into that, your love for that, because I think that's really cool. Honestly, a big part of, and I've had thrifters on the show before and people, and I'm, I, I love thrift culture and all of that. Um, I actually just picked up like six pairs today from my uncle. 
who and some of them are like brand new and some of them need a little work. So a restorator, somebody is, is who I'm going to be reaching out to. So just talk to me about that part of, of sneaker culture and how you got into that. Yeah, I um, I remember, was it fourth grade? I think it was fourth grade. Mm-hmm. My mom went to the Nike outlets and she brought back some certified bull. <laughs> like, it was a mess. And that was back when, like, they used to do the sneaker without the backs on them, the slip-on. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, yeah, yeah. I had a pair of those from every brand. I don't, she, she was doing a lot. They yeah. were terrible. I don't even remember what they were. They were like some <laughs> off, they might have been full court dunks or something. I don't know. It was bad. Yeah, though. just bad. Just bad. Yeah. <laughs> I hated them. I hated them. And she was like, You're going to wear, you know how moms are. You're yep. going to wear these shoes. I spend my money on it. And it's yep. not like, this would piss me off. It's not like we were a struggling family. Like yeah. I grew up okay. Yeah. Which is why I had everything I want. I didn't want those. Yeah. I didn't ask to keep them. Yeah. But anyway, so I wore them to school and I trashed those shoes to the mm. ground. And mm. when I got home, she was like, Oh, that's cute. And make sure you clean them. And I want them to look exactly the way they looked when mm. I brought them into this house yesterday. Mm. And you know, raised in the 90s, I was getting whoopings. Like, my mom didn't yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, <laughs> Certain things I would test the limits on. Mm-hmm. I knew not to play with her money, though. Right, like, right, right. You know, and it was already too much of me to have trash them like that. And so with a toothbrush and a cup mm-hmm. of water and some bleach, I figured mm-hmm. it out. And those shoes looked good enough for me not to get a whooping. And they mm-hmm. pretty much looked dang near brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a lesson I took with me throughout life. Like my mama paid hard earned money for all of my shoes that I had you know, until she stopped, regardless of if I like them or not, it needs to be kept up with. And then yeah. it made me keep up with them myself. And so mm-hmm. I think it was 2019, I was hosting an event in Dallas and I had on my Royal Ones mm-hmm. and somebody was like, yo, how much you pay for those? And I was like, retail? And they were mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? Like, how long have you had those? And I was like, bro, like I got these when they dropped in 2017. What are you right. talking about? It was like, that looks like a brand new shoe mm-hmm. on your foot. And I was like, oh, no, I just I know how to clean my shoes. Like when I get home tonight, I'm going to make sure they look the way that they do right now as well and then go to bed. And Mm so from 2019 and 2020, all my friends would be like, hey, Julissa, I need you. Like my shoe looks like this. Can you tell me how to clean it? And I got tired of telling people how to clean hype releases. Like it's impossible to tell somebody that does not pay attention to detail how to clean an off-white four. It's, it's just impossible. You're mm-hmm. going to mess up the shoe. And one of my friends called me and I sent her a text message list. And the very last thing on the list said, do not use water. And then mm-hmm. I called her and I was like, yo, matter of fact, ignore everything I text you, put the shoe down. I'm about to come over. Like yeah. came over and cleaned her shoe. And she was like, you should really start this as a business. Cause the first thing I was going to do was pick up some water. And right. I'm like, you know, that sounds good. Like we'll <laughs> think about it. And left it alone. Um, 2020 ended terribly for me. I lost everything. I lost my living situation. My car blew up while I was in Mm -hmm. it. Like, literally one thing after another. I was just like, dang, God, like, take me too. If you're going to take everything else. It it had gotten that bad to where I was just like, this is terrible. This is the first time I spent Christmas without my family and my kids. Like, Mm -hmm. it was horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so by the end of the year, I decided that I just was done and I called my mom to be like yo like 
I don't know what to tell you, but, mm. and she was like, okay, just go to the airport. Um, and that's what I did. It went to the airport mm. and it's kind of like a blur, but I do remember spending majority of January at my mom's house in her bed, just mm. like being there. I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have to pay bills. I didn't, you know, nothing because I'm at my mama's house. Right. And so she was like, are you moving home? Are you, what are we doing? And I was like, ah, I'll figure it out. And by the time the end of January, I was going to say June, by the time the end of January came, I was like, yeah, no, I need to get back to Dallas. I need to get out of my mama's house and I need to get back to whatever. And I guess I hit the ground running in February. I came back. There was the snowstorm and stuff. So it was kind of eh. And then in March, one of my good friends was traveling the world for Mm -hmm. a couple months. And he was like, hey, I need somebody to house it. And I really trust you. Mm. It was like in a central location. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I don't have anything else to do. And at this time, I'm still not working because I'm trying to figure out how to come back from not, from just existing for however long. Mm -hmm. And another friend called me and asked me to restore their shoes. Now they're like, we know Mm -hmm. you can do it. Like we've seen how you keep your shoes. I've seen you bring your shoes back from the dead. Like just do mine for me real quick. I'll even pay you for it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I ain't doing nothing. Like, let me see. And so I tweeted and I was just like, I'm just doing this for 30 days to see how this goes. If nothing comes of it, cool. If something Mm -hmm. does, cool. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm holding myself to tweeting every day for 30 days that I'll be offering sneaker cleaning and restoration. Mm -hmm. And that was in March. It's uh, it's December 31st. So, you know, (laughs) I got meetings with lawyers. I got investors talking to me, you know, so. We took 30 days of like, let me just exist and make 20. And at that time, I think I was just doing $25 and $50. It was yeah. like a, enough to eat. Yeah. And if I want to go get a drink, I can do that. Like, yeah. but I don't have to. I didn't want to do anything but exist. Yeah. That was it. And I can clean shoes in peace. So I turn on the music. I think one day I tweeted like, you guys have until I finish the entire Destiny's Child mm-hmm. catalog to pull up and I'll take $10 off or something. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just doing random stuff. Like I'm yeah. bored. I need to make some money and I need to do stuff. And like I said, we've turned it into we. I, because it's just me still. There but you go. Mm-hmm. I've turned it into a into this big thing. We I ended December <laughs> with um CNK Daily. We did a fundraiser mm-hmm. at Center here in Texas where mm-hmm. we got over a hundred pairs of shoes. We got coats, we got packs and packs of socks for a middle school that's in need out here in Dallas. And it's just like stuff that last year I couldn't have even thought of. Like last year I couldn't have even bought my kids shoes for Christmas. And I just made sure a whole middle school full of people were blessed. So. Yo, I want to give you your flowers right now. It's such a dope story. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you on. I saw you tweeting about that. And though I was a fan of yours already, that story really just, just made me, it, 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 it moved me and it made me want to have you on the show. I'm glad you told that story. I wish you all the luck in the world. Continue success. Keep doing your thing. The show is dope. If I lived in, I might have to ship you some shoes because I got some bread. I got some bread threes I need bought to life. So I might need to ship them to you. We can discuss it. We can discuss it. All right, all right, all right. We'll figure it out. But either way, keep doing your thing. Thank you so much for joining the show. I hope you have a great 2022. And we will talk again. I'm having you back on the show. You come back on the show, right? For sure. I'll be here. I'll be here. We, we, me, <laughs> you, all of us, we, we're going to have an amazing 2022. Yes. I have, I got things lined up mm-hmm. and even the things I don't have lined up. Like I had an attitude this morning, just mm-hmm. about nothing. And 
my best friend was talking and I'm like, he's like, what are you stressed about? And I said, you know, normal stuff. I got to pay bills. I got to do this. I got to do that. And he was like, if I've learned nothing else this year, I've learned that somehow, some way stuff going to work out for you. It's going, you know, it's going to fall into place the way exactly the way you want it to, if not better. And I was like, you know, what? you're right. You're right. In that case, let me just take a drink and we're going to enjoy. So there it is. Perfect way to end it. Thank you so much. (laughs) No problem. Thank you. Big shout out to Jaleesa for joining the show. Guys, I told you she has an incredible story and a a bomb personality, man. Just happy to have her. And to close out today's show, I think I want to echo something I learned from interviewing her, which is to never give up, right? Never give up. The thing I love about this show, right? And big shout outs to the On My Feet Network and big shout outs to LeVar and Up On Game Network for giving me this opportunity because it really is proof that passion can become a career, right? And sometimes people see passion and it's like, oh, you're doing something, you know, it's gotta be sneakers or it's gotta be sports or something like that. You can have a passion for anything and turn it into a career. In fact, you could be in your career already and you could be lacking passion for it. And maybe you need to find it again because passion is like the fuel for life. When you have that, when you're enjoying what you're doing, everything comes easy, but passion takes work, right? You got to earn it. You got to work hard for it. You got to wake up every single day knowing that you're meant to do what you're doing. And hey, maybe your nine to five isn't your passion. But when you find something you're passionate about, it makes that nine to five easier. It makes everything so much easier. Life is for the living, man. Y'all gonna have to get used to that with me. I'm gonna encourage you at the end of every show. That's what I'm about. That's why I do this. Because it's fun. Because it's fun. And why not have a little fun in life, man? Look at you, Lisa. Somebody that just had a passion for sneakers, a passion for the culture, worked hard at it, found a way to make some money off of it. And now she's hosting a nationally syndicated program. How could you not love that, right? How could you not love that? Be passionate about what you do. If you don't know what you're passionate about, find it. Find it quick. Find a way to get it in your schedule. Find a way to take some time out in your day to do something you're passionate about. I said it last week. If it's that trip, if if it's that, you know, that side hustle, if it's the gym, if it's writing, whatever it is, coaching Little League, whatever it is, find that passion, stick with it, go get it. And you'll find some happiness. Trust me, if you don't already have that. All right. Thank you so very much for tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen. You guys are so amazing. Remember to follow me, MSR underscore Adam, MSR underscore Adam. Remember to follow the show, the What Are Those Pod, all right? At What Are Those Pod, follow the show, follow the networks, Up On Game Network, follow the On My Feet Network, support the team. And until next week, I got another cool show for you guys. So keep it locked and always be great. Monumental health. I'm up out of here.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.